0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Bikes and Big Ideas on the Blister Podcast Network. I'm David Golay, the bike editor at Blister, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. Okay, so this week we've got Yoan Borelli back on the show to talk about his new Into the NAR progression team, which, if you haven't been following along, is a very interesting, very cool reimagining of what a team of sponsored riders could look like. And so we talked to Yohan about the whole concept behind the Into the our progression team, his own personal pivot from being an EWS racer to being more of a free rider and his efforts in trail building and trail cleanup and a whole bunch more, including some very big breaking news that you're not going to want to miss. But before we get into all that, I'd also like to take a minute to invite those of you who have been listening to the show for a while to leave us a rating or review in Apple Podcasts. If you're new here, welcome. Thanks for tuning in. But if you've been listening for more than a couple of episodes, we'd really appreciate your support in leaving us a rating or review to help keep the show growing and going on and bringing you these really good conversations that I certainly hope you're enjoying if you're a repeat listener so if you take a quick minute to do that, we'd appreciate it very much. And thank you for the support. So with that, let's get right into my conversation with Johan Borelli. Well, Johan, welcome back on Bikes and Big Ideas. Great to have you again. How are you today? And where are you today?
1: David, nice to see you again, buddy. Uh, Super pumped. I'm in Whistler right now. It's a it's raining (laughs) it's the end of winter march 1st end of winter uh spring is coming super excited
0: been awfully wet down here too so looking forward to some drier trails coming up here before too long hopefully
1: i think we are getting the same uh the same shitty weather right now (laughs) (laughs) a little bit yeah we are not too far apart yeah no no
0: (laughs) well Last time we had you on was a little over a year ago and at that point you had just signed with Gorilla Gravity and we're starting up that whole whole deal and uh you've been up to a whole lot since then so I figured it would be cool to get you back on the show and chat about what you've been up to in the last year and what's coming up in the one to come so I guess the first thing I kind of wanted to talk about is that you've been kind of going through a bit of a I guess a transformation in your Riding for the last few years and spent quite a long time racing EWS primarily, and yeah. are doing this very interesting sort of evolution of your professional riding career into the into the NAR series and doing a, about a thousand other things that we'll talk about <laughs> here in a few. But we've had a bunch of interesting conversations recently with with some other athletes who have either. I guess one, like people like Ed Masters who were racing both enduro and downhill and kind of talking about the differences in those different disciplines and some other and things like that. And so I guess I'd just be curious to hear you talk a little bit about the progression that you're going through right now and how it how different it has felt being kind of moving into being more of a free rider and not doing as much racing as you have been and how all that's going.
1: So, <laughs> so. First of all, it's been a blast. <laughs> I said it um I, I did a podcast the other day with uh, with downtime and I, I basically that's what I but the main thing was like I'm having so much fun right now <laughs> that um that I don't necessarily miss uh racing. Uh I'm still gonna do a few races here and there. Huh? And uh and I really enjoy it and for me racing has been uh, but racing first of all is uh is an ama- amazing kind of uh teacher you know it teaches you a lot of things about yourself about others uh how to manage uh struggles and all this kind of stuff that you can totally uh take on in your daily uh, in your daily life so bracing is a uh, racing is amazing and i think that if there is some uh, some young people or even adults that are new to mountain biking or new to any sports, and they they are already passionate about it. Do uh, do a few races. You don't have to be a professional athlete to race. You can totally race it at your own level. Enter that, and you will see it's a, it's an amazing journey. You're gonna meet people, and uh, and it's beautiful. It's just, it's it's great. If you do it for the right the right reason, it's a really uh, it's a really beautiful thing to do. Uh, if you don't, then maybe not. <laughs> but. Um, saying that i've been basically racing all my life i'm 36 now and i started racing when i was seven year old Uh, so when i was a little kid i did my first uh, kind of cross-country race at the time it was in 1993 and that's a that's a cool thing because i don't think that people see me as a really uh like old school guy on the bike because i i look pretty young (laughs) <laughs> so people think that i started pretty maybe pretty late or maybe that i'm that i'm young and i didn't really see the the old beginning of mountain biking but i did and 1993 was my first race full rigid bike seven-year-old uh in 1993 for example we didn't even have the the shifter it was the uh index
0: yeah yeah yeah. the little lever on top of the bar it didn't have like pre-grip shift pre-triggers even there yeah was,
1: yeah way before that so it was a uh, It was amazing. So I've seen like the whole evolution of mountain biking, and so I'm racing all my life. So we have been, you know, discovering trail building and different aspects of mountain biking, and I've been, uh, yeah, I've been simply loving it, embracing it. And I think that sometimes when you are a professional athlete or a racer, like it's really hard to figure out your after career. And uh, I think you just have to go with the flow. And for me, biking, as I said, I've I've been doing that since I'm a little kid. And it's like deeply, it's my passion. And I don't see myself, uh, you know, stopping. Like it's, uh, that's what I do. Like I, that's what I do. (laughs) So now, you know, there's like so many different avenues to make mountain bike as a living. And you just have to be open to it and you just go with the flow.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. And it's really cool that you and plenty of other folks too are sort of finding ways to evolve your career and have it stay fresh and different and do something to new and exciting, you. even yeah. after you've been doing it for, you know, close to 30 years now. Yes. Sir. And I'd love to hear you talk a little more about just sort of the, like kind of what goes into being the, doing the stuff that you're doing now and how your tr- approach differs from when you were doing more racing, both in terms of kind of training and the mental preparation and, you know, you're also you're still pushing yourself on the bike, but you're kind of doing it in a different way than you would as a, a different as a professional racer. And so, yeah, I just love to hear you kind of talk about the ways in which that does or doesn't feel similar between the two sort of phases of the career and how that's all going.
1: Totally. So, let's for example go. We go back uh, in like 2015, 2017, around there. So when I was really like racing AWS. And I was really performing there, so I was like, "I did multiple top ten in uh war series a uh, couple podiums, a lot of top five and um basically the the commitment and the uh the effort that you have to put in the training to to be at the top is completely insane so So I remember sometimes riding, and all the time when I was riding, I always try to keep riding my bike pretty fun. Like I used to do my workout at the gym, uh, five times a week, uh, plus some, uh, indoor training, uh, on the, on the bike, uh, in the winter as well, because in Whistler, there's a lot of snow and it's, it's winter and you have to drive all the way to, to Vancouver to ride, which I will do like twice a week as well. But then the training was always, you know, like so, so important, like super important. And all the time when I was on my bike, I would see some like crazy lines and stuff. And I would be like... I don't know if I'm going to risk it, uh, you know, and risk to get hurt and then not be able to race because racing was my job. So I was always looking at these crazy lines because in the sea to sky, there's, it's basically the, where free ride was born. So you go on the trail and then you look on the side a little bit and you see all these like insane lines everywhere. And you, uh, like it's crazy. They had like Wade Simon staff and then the uh, Brett TP and uh, Richie Schley and, uh, yeah, Andrew Chandra <clears throat> all these guys and they are, all these lines still exist so you know like it's it's always been like something that I had in my mind and be like oh my god there's all this stuff and I want to do that and then but like really couldn't and uh, now that I that I stepped away from racing then now I'm looking at all this stuff and I'm like holy shit I want to do that and sometimes they just need to do a fresh up and then we go we rebuild them we make them kind of up to date and we uh, and we send it <laughs> but it's it's uh it's so good so i'd say like my basically since i decided to step away from racing i uh i completely stopped training like training was like a huge part in my life and then uh i was like oh my god i just i don't need to train anymore i don't have this commitment so i kind of i stopped going to the gym i stopped doing interval trainings uh i gained a little bit of weight <laughs> not so much but i I gained a bit of weight. And then, uh, and then just recently, actually, I was on the train and then I, uh, with uh, NF, the, the closing brand that I write for. And then there was Todd Shameluk and he's the trainer of Richie Rude, uh, Aaron Green. And he was there on the group ride and we we're kind of chatting about training and stuff. And I was like, you know, Todd, I kind of, you know, like I, I want to be fit again, but I don't want to be fit to go race the EWS again and to win. And I was like, I think I need some help, you know, someone that kind of pushed me a little bit and stuff. And so we just had a a meeting a couple of weeks ago and I did my test, uh, training test. And then I'm back on the training program, <laughs> but gently. And I like, I like his approach because he's like, you know, we, do, we are not going to make you train hours and hours and hours like you did before. It's going to be really short and high intensity workout. So I'm really excited to do that again and then go back on, on this training to kind of, You know i want to be if i register for a race i don't want to be um i don't want to be struggling to race i want to be able to race the race and uh so that that's why you kind of have to uh it's it's a balance with everything so i need to kind of to readjust a few things (laughs) yeah and it's good but it's uh yeah it's super exciting
0: yeah i saw you posted on instagram pretty recently that you were back in the gym for the first time in like a year and a half or something
1: yeah yeah yesterday i was like okay let's cool. go
0: <laughs> yeah it's cool to kind of be just navigating that new phase of things and figuring out what works and uh so what kind of training are you focusing on for the gym workouts these days What do you is it a lot of strength stuff or are you trying to do kind of more high intensity anaerobic stuff or what, what's the main thrust of that
1: so basically it's a mix of a bunch of stuff and, but kind of short, like fairly fairly 45 minutes at the most for per session. And it's more working with kettlebell stuff. So working on being explosive and kind of reinforcing the, you know, the muscles and the structure of the body, but without like, you know, pushing a lot of weight and doing all this stuff. I don't want to do that anymore. And, uh, and there's no, there is no reason really. You know, like sometimes when you go like and you train hard and you push weight and stuff, sometimes you really, you, 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 the risk of getting, getting injured, doing that is quite high. And there's no point for me to do that. But what, we, what we've realized is by doing all the stuff that I'm doing now, like so big jumps and the crazy descent and stuff like that, sometimes you can be at the bottom of something and any impact, you can get hurt. You don't even, you are not even crashing, but you can get hurt. And that's what we want to avoid. At some point, you need to be fit enough. So whatever the case, you're going to take it and you are not going to get injured. So it's more, it's a mix of being flexible, being mobile, and at the same time being strong. So we're working on a bunch of different stuff like that. And uh, it's, it's just the beginning. And I'm really excited to see like the results in like a few months, because you really see it as soon as you start training, you see the whoop, the, the result is uh, like, it's pretty cool. Your body kind of transforms and you, you're feeling more like stronger. You're looking at something you're like okay i can take the impact of that so you know like it's a it's a mix with confidence as well like it works in your brain as well and then something that may maybe now would be like uh, i don't know if i can do that right now because i might get hurt like maybe in couple months i'm going to be looking at it and i'm going to be like he goes <laughs> so it's a it's a biking is is not only biking there's there's a bunch of stuff that you need to balance and the 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 physical aspect is super important so if you are like if you are not fit at all you are not going to be riding the best that you can so it's always like trying to be the best that you can be that's super uh, that's good in life in every in a lot of aspects so always trying to be the best that you can be in in all the aspects of uh, of life
0: yeah i like that and i've sort of been in a similar boat of thinking that i probably ought to start doing a better job of doing some more off the bike training too i mean much to my disappointment i'm not getting any younger it turns out
1: and uh (laughs) how old are you 31 you're 31 (laughs) are you young are you good (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean
0: (laughs) right so you know i'm doing all right but uh it's getting to the point where i'm really starting to kind of reevaluate some stuff there and think that I need to kind of figure out some better ways to not just be out riding and kind of get some more workouts in, in some other ways too.
1: I think I think it doesn't have to be wrong. And what I, what Todd told me from a, from Performix, he said that I think that for a long time people were making a mistake and they they thought that we needed to do to be fit, you needed to do hours and hours and hours of training. And there's a lot of studies that shows that doing like a really high intensity workout. Is actually super beneficial. So short period, like a short workout, but super high intensity, and the results are going to be uh, incredible. So that's what I'm going to try. I'm going to do a little bit the the opposite that what I used to do, and really bam, get in there, send it, and then and then you're done, and then you see the results. Just just do that. <laughs> yeah,
0: it'll be cool to follow along with that, and see here here it goes for you.
1: Totally. Because sometimes, you know, it he can he can be kind of discouraging and you're like, holy shit, like this is where I want to go, but I'm here. And then this is the amount of work that I have to do. So it's a step by step kind of thing. And if you need, sometimes I need a little extra push like me, like I like I really, these days, I it was hard for me to be like, okay, I'm going to find the motivation and I'm going to go to the gym. And like, I don't, I don't really have it anymore. So I need someone to help me. And it's uh, it's totally fine. We always need people. So it's just like a matter of finding the right person and being like, okay, I need you to help me right now. <laughs> so it's uh it's cool, and it can be it can be different way. You can go to CrossFit. CrossFit, I I used to do a lot of CrossFit uh, when I used to race, and CrossFit is amazing. You just show up, you do an hour class, you just follow the workout, and it's uh, it's good. There's the sense of community as well, and it's uh and it's great. A lot of different ways to go about it. Kind of figure out what works for you. Exactly. And then I think that changing sometimes is good. like, you know, you can do something for like a few years and then at some point you're like, eh, I don't want to do that anymore. And then you just change. It's perfect.
0: Yeah. On a, I guess, semi-related note too, when we spoke last time, you were kind of working on spinning up your whole coaching program and you've yeah. been doing a lot more of that over this last year. So totally. would be curious to hear how that's going and... What you're kind of learning yourself from from doing that, and what your plans are for that going forward, also.
1: So uh, yeah, so coaching has been uh, so it's been two years that I started the coaching uh, coaching business, and uh, it's been going really really good. Uh, and that's the same thing with coaching. You know, like it kind of it kind of evolves, and then uh, and then I'm learning. I've been learning so much by just like watching people ride, and then filming them, and then looking at videos with them of them riding. And then them filming me doing the move and then, you know, kind of exchanging stuff and then looking, comparing and also learning myself and be like, actually, my position is not right here. So always kind of constantly changing my position, adapting myself. And it's been uh, it's been incredible because I think since I started that my writing has really improved. Uh, I'm writing better. My position is better. I can go down some stuff and now I can really know like where to brake, where to release the brakes. Like I can really understand the terrain way better and and it really translates. When I show people how to ride a steep line, my goal is to really show them in a way that it doesn't look sketchy. So we can go sometimes on double black diamond trail and my goal is to really make it as easy as possible so they can see that we can ride the gnarliest stuff ever and we can ride it in control and it doesn't have to be sketchy. And what I teach people is and i what I ask them to show me is control. If you can't write something in control, we're gonna step it down a little bit, and we are gonna write <clears throat> we are gonna write stuff that are more in your ability level. so that's uh that's something that we do and and i man it's been uh, it's been incredible. So a lot of coaching one on one coaching in the Sea to sky, uh, some camps uh, overseas in Mexico and it's uh it's been good so i'm gonna continue that um it's it's really uh it's really time consuming it's uh it's a lot of time you know i do some uh some full days and the first year i was coaching like five days a week so it was it was a lot of coaching but then i i kind of realized that i'm coaching is not my main job i don't want it to be my main job yet uh I like to push myself. I like to create content for brands. I'm really enjoying working with brands right now. Uh Which, which is kind of funny because I think two years ago I was kind of, I was kind of struggling with a bunch of stuff with, with brands. And I think that, you know, like sometimes you, you've been working with a lot of brands, a lot of partners and it's, and you feel like it's time to move on. You know, like the, the, the communication is not uh, what it used to be. And, uh, and the, the brands have some new athletes and you're kind of getting a little bit pushed to the side. And I think that every athlete feel that at some point. And it's really important as a professional athlete to listen to that and be aware of that and being willing to like, okay, it's time to move. And for the last couple of years now, I've been trying to work with more local brands, uh, smaller brands, people that are, that are doing stuff uh, around here, you know, in North America. Um and it's been amazing, you know, like working with smaller brands and local brands. Sometimes I go to North Shore Billet and they make stuff in Whistler. And I pick up my stuff and it's like just freshly made right here. And same with NF. And I go to Guerrilla Gravity and I pick up my, my... my. I actually can watch people making my frame. Like it's a... And the, the communication and the exchange is, is so good. And it has been way more fulfilling than I'm now. I'm actually, you know, like really really enjoying working with brands working with sponsorship working with like uh at like a team uh which is completely based with like sponsorship and marketing and everything and I'm I'm really really enjoying that right now so it's uh yeah it's been a uh, it's been amazing
0: that's great and that carries us pretty nicely into one of the next things on the list here which was this into the nar team that you have just started it's a very cool project and something that's kind of a bit different than most teams out there. So to start with, I guess, just take us through the concept and what you guys are doing.
1: So the con- the concept, so it's called the Into the Progression Team. And uh, we have five riders, me included. We have a 13-year-old, CJ of mine, he lives in uh, Vancouver. Uh, Nicole Kennedy, 28-year-old, a woman. Uh, lives in Squamish uh, Riley Fogoland, 20 year old lives in Whistler and then Flavio Codato 46 uh, year old uh, lives in Whistler as well so basically all the riders are in the Sea to Sky they are close by uh, we have a full range of uh, age we go from 13 year old to 46 year old and the concept was to really what, what people what I've realized with my series the Into the Nyar people really want like to see the process of doing something these days you know, like the, the finished product, like, for example, you watch like an edit, like a three minute edit with like all the moves are perfect and slow mo and stuff. And it's, it's beautiful. And that's great. But then now, like since recently, actually like two, three years ago, people are starting to really enjoy like how, how do you actually get to this finished product and what's the process here? And the uh, this team is basically based around that. It's really to show the process and the progression of each riders. Each riders of the team, they have different goals. And we are, so they have their their big goal, their dreams. What do you want to do? Like when you, for example, for CJ, what's your, what's your dream? Where do you want to go? And then CJ, he's a 13 year old. He wants to go to Rampage. He wants to compete at Rampage. Uh, the kid is like a freak on the bike. He's like super, uh, super talented and stuff. But then it's like, okay, rampage is your goal, but what are all the little steps that you have to make that you have to do to get there? And that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna showcase. And we are the goal is to really to really drive him and to really teach him how to be a professional mountain biker these days and how to get to your goal. So it's it's really a, it's a vast program where we can go we can go anywhere because it's really everything is based on videos. So we are filming every things that we're going to do for him. For example, this year, he wants to land a backflip on dirt. We are going to show all his progression to get to this goal for this year. And, uh, and it's amazing because we can go in every direction. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. So each rider, they have different goals. We have 25 videos that are going to drop this year. Five, five videos, four, five to six videos per rider. And people are going to be able to collect with everybody. And uh, we will see how it goes. Like the goal is to really have these riders and then, you know, like bring them uh, all along their career as much as we can. And at some point they're going to be able to do, uh, to do them. Go for it. Just send it. You, they're going to have all the keys. They're going to learn a lot with like how to communicate with brands and how to do a press release and how to, to create a video, how to organize a shoot and how to progress, how to stop a line how to, you know, like basically every aspect, trail building, how to, you know, engage with community and all this kind of stuff.
0: It's super cool. And I really like kind of what you said about highlighting the progression of each rider towards their own individual goals, whatever those might happen to be. And they are fairly varied. And like you said, there's a lot more of that style of video coming out of late. And it, it feels just... In a lot of ways, kind of more relatable to a lot of writers, even if, you know, any any given person is not necessarily aspiring to do backflips on dirt, for example, to use that or, or go to Rampage. You know, it's seeing yeah. what goes into progressing and working up to doing something new is something that we can all relate to, even if the exact end result of it's a bit different. And uh, totally. It's Yeah, it's just a, it's a different way of thinking about mountain bike media and videos and whatnot, but it's a cool one. And I'd love to hear some more just about both where the idea came from in the first place and how you ended up kind of selecting the riders to participate in this. Because like you said, you've got a very diverse group of folks for the big range of ages and from some different backgrounds and all the rest. And how did this all kind of come together?
1: So basically, so last year uh, I signed with GG Guerrilla Gravity, and um, so I've been working a lot with uh, Marshall. Marshall is the marketing director at, at GG, and we've been uh, really working a lot together with me as a professional athlete. Uh, basically, with my career and what's the what's going to be the future of Johan Barelli, and uh, we were kind of you know discussing like team and blah, blah, blah. And like maybe going back to racing and, uh, and, uh, I think it was, yeah, around like July, August last year, we started to like really talk about creating a program together and supporting riders, but we didn't really know how to like, how to go about it. And we, uh, yeah, we had a bunch of conversation and, uh, I was really wondering like, okay, we do a team. Do we go race again? And do we go race the EWS and blah, blah. And then, I was kind of, you know, I was kind of questioning uh, if that was really the way because there's there's people who, like, I don't believe that someone should do only one thing these days, you know. Like, you can have uh, you can have so for example, we take the example of Whistler. Whistler is the perfect playground for skiing and for mountain biking, and there's a lot of athletes around here, young, that are incredible skiers and incredible mountain bikers there's a lot and when i say incredible is like they can be the next big thing in skiing and they can be the next big thing in biking and at some point what i've seen during my career is that we always ask people to choose but why like why do you have to choose like why like why can't we do two things at the same time we totally can right now like I think that now two thousand twenty two <laughs> we can do a lot of different things and uh and there is a there is a spot for everybody, so for me to say okay guys, we're gonna raise the e w s and that's only what we're gonna do like i don't think that's the i don't think that that's the the only way, not the right way or the wrong way, but it's not the only way and i think that uh, Headmasters masters and Windmasters and a bunch of people racing at the elite level, they showed us that they can race World Cup. They can race Enduro. Uh, they can combine a bunch of different uh, sports. And so that's a little bit what I was kind of thinking. And what I'm doing now with like some sort of free riding, uh, I'm open to a bunch of things. I can go race a downhill race. I can go race an Enduro. I can maybe take part of a, like some sort of a free ride event, which I did in Fred Fiesta and, uh, And that's what I want to show to my riders is that we are not just like focusing on one thing, just, uh, just be up for anything and every aspect of mountain biking, because at the end you are going to be in a spot. If, if that's going to become your job, your career is going to shift. You can't be a racer for all your career. At some point it's going to have to shift. And if it's your passion deep down, you have to be open to just shift it and just, uh, just go along with it. And I think that's that's uh, that's how we started, basically. So <laughs> I was kind of looking at you know kind of writers, and then uh, in the I look, I was looking on social media because it's basically the best platform now to to check people out and being like, okay, so these guys, you know, you see you see a video popping up, and you're like, oh, I kind of like that, and then you follow the person, and you start to kind of tag along in their journey, and then that's how I basically. Uh, found out about cj and about nicole and uh had a chat with them a few chats with them getting to know them uh cj is 13 so i had some chat some chat with his parents as well uh he's going to school uh and it was uh it was great so everything kind of happened organically riley i did a few videos with him last year and he's been uh killing it here in the sea to sky doing rebuilding some stuff with me uh, sending it, and I really see like a huge potential in him. And he can really, uh, yeah, he, he has a lot inside of him, and he can really push himself. And Flavio is one of the best coach in the Whistler Bike Park. He's, he's super, uh, he's, he's just, uh, he's just amazing. Like he's forty six, and he has such a crazy career. He was ex Brazilian in champion, and he was a pro cyclist on the road in the, in Belgium at some point, And then he became a lawyer, and then he moved to Whistler, and he, now he's a coach. And uh he has two young dollars and they are like twenty one or nineteen I think and they just moved out of his place. And then he was kinda like, Oh now I'm feeling I was feeling like an empty nest and then now he's like now I have another uh another thing. So it's like the team for him is like an over uh a second win and he's like starting to kinda he's going back to training as well and he's kinda trying to push himself and I think it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to watch, uh flabber. Like, it's going to be pretty cool. He's a funny guy. They're all kind of funny. They all have their personality. And uh, and that's what I really want as well, is them to be who they are. I don't want them to be uh, a copy of myself. I want them to be who they are. So the first videos, I'm going to be with them. And just, you know, so they are not too camera shy or whatever. And I just want to see how they are. And then uh, And then at some point, they're going to be on their own.
0: It's super cool. And something that we've talked about a fair bit on here with a number of different people is just that it feels like kind of like what you were, you've been saying throughout this, that there are just so many more pathways to becoming a pro rider these days. And one of the the people who really spoke well about this was Casey Brown, who was saying that, you know, coming up kind of as one of the real pioneers in women's free ride, she felt like there wasn't really a path for her to get recognized as a free rider to begin with. And she had to just go race. And that was the single way to
1: get yourself on companies' radars and get somewhere. Totally. And that was not, and that was not so long ago. Right. No, not at all. Like when you see, when you see Casey Brown, huh? like I remember kind of hearing about her, I think it was like 2000 and uh, like 2015, maybe a little bit earlier. And she was, like, sending massive jumps and, uh, and doing all this stuff and being, like, covers of magazines. And she was the only, pretty much the only woman that was doing that. But then she had to go race. It's kind of funny. She was, was starting to race EWS. And I was like, what, a, what the fuck is she doing <laughs> So I think, like, she enjoyed it for a couple of years. But then she uh, she she kind of stopped. That's not who she was. But it's funny because there was no, as she said, there was no way for her to be recognized into Freeride as a, as a woman.
0: Yeah, no, that's exactly it. And she talked about that a lot. Like, you know, she was racing because that was what she saw as the viable path forward. But it wasn't where her heart was, wasn't what she wanted to be doing. And it's just very cool and very good that there
1: are more options now. And there is, I think that COVID, COVID uh, kind of did that. And I think it kind of opened the mind of the brands and the marketing people and being like, OK, well, if there is no racing because everything is canceled. What are we gonna do? And what are these all these athletes uh, are gonna do? And everybody, I think, started to find ways to get relevant. And during COVID, like we, we see, a bunch of people started YouTube channels. Uh, they started to kind of document what they are doing, doing on a daily basis. Their training, their, their, their stupid shit, like <laughs> like Brendan was <laughs> when he was doing his round page. At... <laughs> but that was brilliant. That was so brilliant. This guy is a genius. Like it was so good. And, yeah, those were uh, awesome. Yeah, and I think that that created a move and, and now a lot of new opportunities for uh, for people and for, uh, yeah, it's more, uh, way more inclusive now. It's good. So it's, and I think it's just the start. It's just the beginning of a movement.
0: Yeah, I really like that take too that COVID helped spur this on. I hadn't quite crystallized that thought myself, but I think it's absolutely correct that just, yeah, it, the world changed suddenly and People had kind of gotten into a certain way of doing things and just that big disruption to everyone's life and every, what everyone was doing kind of made people reconsider a whole bunch of things about how the world operates and try some new stuff. That's good. So to, to bring it back to the end of the NAR team a little bit though. So one other thing I'd be curious to hear about that kind of ties into this whole notion of there just being more pathways for – people to be pro riders and all the rest is kind of what, how did the the conversations go when you started talking to your sponsors about being like, I have this idea. It's kind of different than what (laughs) most people are doing, but I think it's awesome. Are you in What what were the reactions? I'm just curious to kind of hear just because it's such a
1: different and novel idea so so I, at first I think I kind of questioned myself and I was kind of like am I actually crazy to <laughs> to do something like that <laughs> but uh, but also so that's why I was kind of glad to have the support of, uh, of Marshall at GG and, uh, and Anna at GG as well and my partner Jen and a bunch of like friends and they were like this is, this is actually kind of cool and when I was talking about it to the riders that I was going to take in the team like because we I was kinda I was really transparent with everybody and was like I've never done that ever. This is a this is the first. Nobody has ever done that, ever. And I don't I don't know. Like I don't know how it goes, like I don't know how much to ask for brands, I don't know what to support because it's basically everything is based on video. So we need we need a marketing budget to pay the videographer, to put the videos out there and to do all this kind of stuff. So we needed a budget, so parts and everything, plus a budget to create that. And, um, uh, and at first I kind of had a few chats with a few brands. And I remember one of the, fir- the first one was DG and they were like, we're completely on board. We want to be title sponsor. And that's, uh, that's, uh, we are, we are going for it. So I was like, well, that's, that's great. Uh, and then I started to, I had a conversation with industry nine as well. And I remember being on the phone with Burke and he was like, dude, this is, this is super cool. Like we, <laughs> we really like it. Uh, how much are you asking? And I was like, I, I actually have no idea. So let me get back to you. <laughs> let me get back to you in a little bit and we, uh, and we can talk. So I kind of, I put like a really quickly, like a, like a little document, like a standard email. And we worked on a like a video schedule, like release videos for the season with Marshall. We like, okay. This month, we're going to have CJ, uh, Rayleigh, for example. And we're going to have like Flavio, me, and then Nicole, and then ta So we worked on a schedule so they could see, okay, during this year, this is all the videos that are going to drop. These are going to be the subject of all the videos. And this is your content. And what we are basically offering to the brands is, uh, as I say, 25 videos, like in between 20 and 25 videos, uh, five different stories. All the time we release a video, there will be a press release. It will be on all the mountain bike website on pink bike and uh if they want to share it on the home page that's that's their thing to do like we we have no uh we have no sponsor with any of the media um but they are most likely they are gonna they are all pretty much gonna share some of them <laughs> because it's gonna be pretty pretty cool and interesting and i think people are gonna be really tagging along and watch And, uh, so we kind of created that. So we're going to, you know, all the time we release a video press release, uh, they are going to get, uh, photos, uh, they are getting social media content. Uh, they are getting a little teaser. They're getting like iPhone clips from each riders when we do the, when we do the video. So they are getting a full package of content that they can use during the season and they can do whatever they want with it. So it's, uh, it's cool. Like it's for them. It's like, well, you know, it's really easy to invest. So we put that together. I did a little video to introduce each riders, uh, like a two minute little introduction, and uh, and man, the the response has been uh, has been incredible, and we uh, we're rolling. <laughs> all the basically all my so the idea the idea as well was to have all the brands that I'm riding for uh, to be partner of the riders as well, and there is. All the brands uh were on board and every brand uh gave gave a little budget and we uh we're rolling. So let's see, let's see how it goes. And we uh it's yeah, it's it's a cool journey. The response has been super uh, the response has been amazing. We launched already, the people are pumped, uh they already already are really already starting to connect with some riders. Like I want to watch Flav and I want to watch CJ, like it's it's been pretty cool. And we have CJ's uh, CJ's first video dropping tomorrow, so Wednesday, Wednesday the second. And we have videos gonna videos are gonna drop every ten days to two weeks. So we have CJ's already filmed uh, on a feature that is never done before. Uh, that's the idea. We I want to show progression. So we are never gonna do a video just to do a video. There will be like some sort of a a progression in each video. And for the first episode of each riders, we are gonna go to a feature. That has never done. Be, they have never done before, and we are gonna we are gonna do it. And same for me. I'm gonna go to something that I've never done before. So it's always we are already kind of pushing ourselves all the time. That's
0: awesome, and very much looking forward to seeing those as they come out. There could be some cool stuff in there.
1: It's gonna be cool. We did uh we did same thing for building the bikes. We uh, I was like, okay, we're gonna receive all the parts, and I was like, I asked them, I was like, have you ever built your bike before? And they all said no. And I was like, Well that's that's amazing, that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> so we all met <laughs> we all met and they had their friends and their box of stuff, and I was like, Okay, today we build the bike. So we we uh we filmed uh, we filmed a video as well and man it was it took uh it took a full day, but <laughs> they all left with their bikes and they've never, you know, they've never put brakes and wheels and drivetrain and all this kind of stuff, and it was man, it was it was a cool journey. It was pretty cool. Yeah yeah that
0: was that was a cool one and yeah i guess another sort of progression on its own there, putting a bike together for the first time so you know like
1: at some point if you if you go race then you're all you're going to be able to do your mechanic on your bike so or if you travel like you have to be able to put your bike together and what what actually gave me the idea is that last year we went to mexico with flavio for a camp and we flew with the bikes and we got to mexico and like we opened the box. So I was like, okay, it's time to build the bike. And then in like 10 minutes, my bike was built. And then I was kind of looking at Flav. And then I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I was like, really? <laughs> so I was like, okay, so we need to do something about that. So mechanic, you know, knowing your own bike and being able to do your mechanic is, is super fulfilling. Like I never go see a mechanic in town. Like I do, I do everything myself. So, so I, think, uh, I think they should be able to do that as well. But always fun, you know. Like there's no pressure, there's nothing. It's always in a, like in a fun way and positive way, and it's uh, it's perfect.
0: I love it. How is it going? Kind of being a team manager of sorts and figuring all that stuff out. I talked to Nico Malali on here a few weeks yeah. ago, and he was talking about you know his insane, awesome, self-designed downhill bike project and the fact that he's now having to sort of take on putting together a team for himself, and obviously racing. World Cups and traveling around the world to do that adds a, an extra level of complexity to that whole deal that you don't necessarily have here with everyone based in the see the sky and kind of mostly operating more locally. but there's still a ton that goes into just organizing everything and figuring out budgets and all the rest and that I imagine you've had to kind of learn on the fly here. so how's that going?
1: But it's going the uh, same thing you know it's uh, like uh, like I like to I like to learn stuff I like to learn new stuff. And especially when you really want to do something and you, uh, like for example, that team, like at some point it became, uh, like it became my thing. I was like, okay, I, I really want to put that together. I have no idea how to do it, but I'm going to learn. And you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to be scared of making mistakes. You know, like sometimes you, uh, you do, you do an order and then you, you order the, the wrong stuff and it's, it's fine. You know, like everything is fixable in life. You can, you can basically fix everything. So and what's the, what's the worst that can happen? Nothing. You're learning. <laughs> it, it, it comes from good intention, so that's that's the most important thing. So, yeah, man. It's been it's been amazing. Like I've been uh, I've been already having a blast doing all the stuff. Like some, I'm really not someone that's good behind the computer and doing like you know emails and stuff. And I I do it, but I I've been really enjoying doing that for the team you know ordering parts and sometimes going like through like catalogs and stuff and looking at all the components because what we did as well is that each riders were able to pick up the color of bikes and wheels and components and everything that they wanted and that was also like a pretty like big uh, brain fuck to to order everything as they asked <laughs> and sometimes you know it's out of stock and then order something like it's been uh, it's been pretty cool and ordering like five Five times different things. It's been uh, like it's been pretty cool and uh, like a really good learning. So I think now I'm super dialed. And same thing with uh, like press release and stuff, like uh, creating a creating a, a blog and like writing an article and all this kind of stuff. Like it used to be like really uh, like really time consuming for me and it would take me a long time. But now I'm getting super dialed with it. And then uh, today we have the launch of CJ's video. And I have everything to do. Like I have to post the video on YouTube. I have to create, you know, write the article that's going to be on YouTube. I have to create the post that's going to go on Instagram. I have to create, write the blog that's going to go on Pinkbike. Like writing a blog on Pinkbike is a, is a is a total brainfuck. Like their system is so, like it's so old. <laughs> so you're doing coding. I'm learning coding. <laughs> and. uh but it's cool. So it's a lot of it's a lot of work, but at the same time I'm really enjoying that. And uh, and then I go out there, and then what I've also realized is that I I take photos. I'm uh, I've been kind of into photography and I with the coaching and uh, and writing and everything, it's been pretty hard for me to take photos. And now what I've realized is that well all these writers are writing for the same brand as me. So now I can really push and promote what they are doing on my pages. And me taking photos and stuff, now it's not like, I just say, time wasted. Now it's like, it's actually work. I go, I work, I take photos of them or the writing and stuff. And we can really create content that we can give to the brand as well. So it's, it's really elevating a bunch of stuff in my life. And I'm learning a lot and I just fucking love it.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. And I guess I'd love to hear a little more too about kind of your goals for this coming season as a rider for yourself too you know we've talked a lot about everything you've got going on kind of on the well everything else sort of but uh you know the whole into the nar thing has been just about progressing your riding into kind of more free riding stuff and so you did a lot of really sweet stuff in 2021 the um toured in our video with steve was great and we actually had him on the show to talk yes. about it at the time so yeah. people should check that episode out to hear a whole lot more about that whole totally. saga which was a, which was super fun but what do you want to work on yourself and what what are your 2022 goals
1: so there is there is a, actually a lot of goals <laughs> All right. there's a there's a lot of stuff going on like i just had uh i just had a chat like just before you i had a chat with the people at trash we trade in the UK and because we've been doing a bunch of like garbage pickups here in the sea to sky last year, and uh and then I think I got a bit discouraged at some point because it's you know like we always go back to the same spots and it's always disgusting and I was kinda like it took uh it took a lot out of me, I think last year, and I think I need same thing with the training I needed like some some someone to push me when I'm feeling a bit down. Cause it's really like, sometimes it's really fulfilling. You do, you do that. You go outside, there's a group of people and you pick up shit and there's a lot of stuff and you're really doing something that's good and you can really feel it. And there's like a really amazing energy. People are learning a lot. Like they go to the grocery store after and they're like, Oh my God, like we've really actually realized how much like shit there is everywhere. Like, like plastic and stuff and blah, blah. And then, People throw that outside, and they people throw the, throw that in the back of their truck, and they drive on the highway. Everything flies out, and like it really makes people take conscious of what they are doing and how they buy stuff and how they consume. But at the same time, sometimes it's really kind of draining because you're like, "Fucking hell, we've we've been cleaning that like so many times, and it's still the same, and it's really kind of it's it's heavy sometimes." So like I think last year I was really drained with that, and same thing with the training. I think I needed. I needed someone or an organization that kind of, you know, when you're feeling down, they kind of push you and they're like, okay, let's go for it. Let's do more. And so there's this organization in the UK called Trash Free Trade, and they've been doing amazing. So I'm, I'm going to link with them and we are going to create stuff together. So I'm going to be a little bit their voice in the, in the, in North America and we are going to do uh, things together. So same thing, garbage pickup, we are going to go there. We are going to do that again. And we are uh, we are going to go on the terrain. We're going to get dirty. We're going to pick up shit. But at the same time, we're going to try to find a solution. Like picking up garbage is not a solution. What's the solution? How do you educate people to not do that anymore? How do you maybe go to see brands and be like, hey, like plastic wrapped with plastic wrapped with plastic is not the solution. We need to uh, do something else. And that can be, uh, that can, that's going to be something that we're going to do. And like right now, when I see all the packaging with the brands that are working right now, the packaging is amazing. It's just like cardboard with like some paper inside that you can just like simply uh, discard and uh, or reuse or whatever. And it's uh, like, it's really great to see that. And there's actually a movement that same, like there's something that some stuff are changing in the back industry. And it's, uh, and it's amazing. So that's one of the, one of the goals this year is to keep doing that. And then uh, we, have a, we have like a support in the back. And, uh, and so we're going to do that. Uh, so that's one thing. <laughs> <laughs> then we have, of course, the Tour de Nars that we're gonna, we are going to develop with Steve. And we want to create an uh, imitational. We want to have people coming with us, tagging along, and uh, we want to have like a group of like five, ten riders with us during that day. Same concept. Uh, one day, sending all the gnarliest light in the slides to sky, finding some more. We've we've built more with Steve, so we have more to add on the list, and we, uh, and we want we send it. We just uh, let's let's go and let's see how we, let's see how it goes. Let's see how some guys with like Red Bull athletes, Red Red Bull helmets, like how they're gonna do and this kind of stuff. Like because it, it's such a it was it was such a different thing. Like it was such a unique uh kind of concept that we that we did last year like it's it kind of like it was draining mentally and physically as well like we were not expecting that at all like both of us and we went through like some really high and lows and then uh but it, it was uh, it was insane like we uh, we didn't crash we did everything once we moved on we did like i don't know something like 20 features uh but at the end of the day, we were done. Like we were completely destroyed. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, we going to do that again. So it's basically a marathon of free ride. It's like an enduro free ride. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of crazy. It's an extreme enduro. You know when they do the hard enduros in a uh, in motorbike it's a bit the same we're going to do an extreme enduro like we are going to be 10 at the start and only one is going to finish
0: (laughs) yeah I am very very excited to see how that goes and can you share anything yet about who else you're trying to rope into this or is that still a little early
1: well we've been talking to uh, we've been talking to a bunch of people and we uh, we actually all the people that we talked to they said yes (laughs) they are all they are all interested and uh so johnny salido invited me to free ride fiesta and when i was over there i was a johnny i have i have an idea i have a project uh for june with steve and we want you to come and he was like fuck yeah i'm coming uh steve talked to Vestavich, and Braje is in as well uh i need to talk to carson storch as well i think carson's gonna be in We have Anna Bergman that's uh, interested as well. We have Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea has been sending it as well. She's interested. So we want to, we really want to do like a combo of men and female as well. And we, uh, and we, we are going to send it. So if we do, if we go down this, this route, we, we want to do like a full international. So brands are going to be participating to the thing and we want to invite the writers. So we are going to pay for their flight ticket. We are going to pay for accommodations and everything. It's a proper invite and it's an event. We will do like probably a day of testing because when I, when I jumped on the bikes of uh, <laughs> these, these free rider slop stylers, their bikes are, they are so stiff. There's no sag uh, that if they ride with that here on the stuff that we do, they are, they, it's, it's not going to go well. So we are probably going to have to like do setting on the bikes, like adjust suspensions, tire pressure and everything. And have them kind of getting familiar with the terrain because it's not everybody that's going to be able to ride like, like super steep rock faces and being good control. Like it's really, a, it's like a, such a like different terrain that we have here and kind of unique that people need to get used to it a little bit. So we're going to do like, it will be probably a week where they come and uh kind of riding different stuff getting used to the terrain changing the setting of the bikes and we uh and once we are ready we just go send it it's gonna be good man <laughs> that's gonna be
0: awesome yeah. i can't
1: wait for that one yeah it's it's gonna be cool so uh yeah we have we have a good list of people uh remy metellier is in as well which is going to be super hard for remy because remy is really uh Like, you know, like we, if we have, let's say we have 25 features from, from Pemberton all the way down to Vancouver, we have a timeline and sometimes we can stay only like half an hour on the feature. So you're going to look at the feature. You're going to see like, okay, it goes, I do it. Or if you stay too much time thinking about it and stuff, then, uh, then you're done. We're moving on. So if it's either you are in the train and then you, you can, you can be in that zone where you're like, okay, it has to be quick or you don't and it's not going to work so Remy, Remy takes a lot of time you know to do stuff, and it's like really precise and everything so it's gonna be uh it's gonna be really challenging because we are all different, and some people are gonna struggle more than others and it's uh, and that's the beauty of it as well it's gonna uh, it's super cool but uh, but yeah it's gonna be exciting and then Brad Jay J might come and he might look at stuff and he say oh, oh super easy he's gonna cry <laughs> it's and it's also for us it's gonna be a test as well to see if Really, what, what we are doing here—is it actually super gnarly or is it uh, actually super chill <laughs> for some of the best riders in the world? So it's uh, it's cool. Like it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be cool.
0: I love it. I have nothing to add to that, but <laughs> just just psyched for it. Yeah. Anything else for twenty twenty two? Not that uh, that's a short list already. But anything else you want to share?
1: I I I kind of you know I went to Red Bull Hardline. Uh, in 2017 and I wasn't ready at all <laughs> so I went over there, I was not prepared for how the massive those jumps and uh, the track was and I did a few, a little bit of the practice and I, I ended up not riding uh, for the race and uh, I kind of have this feeling of uh, not uh, achieved so I'm really thinking about it Uh the only thing with Gigi is that we don't have a, we don't have a dirty bike. The only, the only bike that we have is a 170, 160 travel. And if I go there, I will need, I will need a bigger, probably a bigger bike. So I've been talking to Matt, the engineer at Gigi, and we, we will see. We will see. We're going to, we're going to work on something. If it, if it doesn't happen this year, you know, like when you have something like that, and, like it's sick me, and I really want to do it. And for me, it's not a matter of age. I'm 36 and I can totally do it when I'm 37 or 38 or 39. I don't care. So if it doesn't happen this year and we don't have the proper equipment, we won't go. But if if we can make it happen next year, we will go. So in any ways, it will happen at some point in the next few years. Well,
0: that's quite a teaser. And it'd be cool to see Gg kind of come back full circle and have something totally. a little more like a downhill bike against where yes. they started, right? The first bike was the
1: the OG Gg I know,
0: yeah, yeah. I guess we'll just have to stay tuned for that. So,
1: so let's see how it goes. I know, I know, I know that Gg they have a lot in their plates right now, and they are they are just they have been killing it. You know, with the lead times and everything, uh, lead times now are one to two weeks. So like you can you can look at the lead times in the like the bike industry, and it's like sometimes you have to wait for six months for a year to get a bike and you go on the GG website and the lead types are one to two weeks. So they've been like, they're just completely uh, killing it. They just, you order a frame, they're going to make it, chook, shipped. And uh, so, yeah, GG is doing some big moves. I'm I'm super, uh, super pumped to work with them.
0: Yeah, they've been doing good stuff and we've been really impressed with the, the current bikes we've been on. Got full reviews of the current smash and nirvana up and i actually just finished uh trail pistol one yesterday so that'll be up super soon um don't have it published yet but might by the time this episode goes live it's been psyched on it so that's cool well Yawn, i should let you get going here but before we do we do like to wrap up by asking the guests what their big idea is if they have anything to share and you've obviously dropped a couple on us already but anything else to round it out
1: the big idea my big, my big idea, I think these days, you know, it's it's to kind of open up, to to allow access to mountain biking to a lot of people, and I think that, you know, I've been I've been growing in uh, in France. I'm French. I'm a white person, and I've been like really privileged all my life. And I think that sometimes we don't even. Uh, We don't even know it like you know we we grow up we live our life we go to school and everything is easy and it's beautiful and of course we have all the struggle of life and everything but they are there are some people and especially these days that are really suffering and we can really we can really see that fucking hell there's there's huge differences in the world like there is a like i live in whistler i have a nice house in whistler and i'm getting paid to do my passion and it's uh and it's amazing and i think that being more inclusive and being more open is uh is, I think is, it's not the, it's not just the way to go. it's like what the world should be right now and uh, and we need to go for it. So I think that creating this team also and having this kind of range of riders with like different horizons and everything, I think it's uh, like it's going that direction. and that uh, is just the beginning. So uh, you know I have my hands out and I want I want to help people. that's really what I want to do. I want to help people to achieve their dreams. And uh, if there are people out there that are listening right now, and they they are like, "Wow, we have this kid, and he's you know like he's he has something, he's talented, he has the passion, but you know like you know he he doesn't have the the financial support, like the family, and you know like he he doesn't come from like a privileged family, then you know reach out, and we can uh, we can help, and we can really give. Uh, that that's really what I want. And yes, in- inclusivity and being uh, being open. And uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go from there. Time the, the world has to change. I think we all feel it, and uh, and we need to have more compassion and and passion and sharing and being open and uh, yeah. I think that's uh, that's what I have to say. I don't know if I really articulated myself, but you know, you know the feeling that comes from me, and uh, that's that's the most important.
0: Amen to that. And I think the bike industry is taking some good first steps in that area in the last little bit, Too but. Funny. There's still a long way to go, so yeah. let's keep moving forward.
1: There still of, of course, there's still a long ways to go, and uh, but there is a shift happening, and uh, people are already starting to realize what's uh, what's happening in the world. And you you look right now, what's happening in uh, with the, the war in Russia and Ukraine? Like it's it's completely uh, it's completely insane. So uh, yeah, we uh, we can help people, and uh, and let's fucking do it. <laughs> but not not like coming like, yeah, we want to we want the help, we want to help, we don't want to be the, the the conqueror that are you know like we you know there, there is a way to do it. And I've been to also trying to find a way to to come across as not uh like a white, privileged, supremacist kind of person. Like you know, there's a way to talk about stuff. And sometimes when you don't know the way, like it's good to be quiet <laughs> and you learn and you listen. <clears throat> and at some point when you are ready and then it's it's time to go. So right now, I think for me is a, a time where I want to learn more about this kind of stuff and, uh, and at some point we we will do it. Let's make that happen. I like that a lot. Yes. <laughs>
0: Jan, it's been awesome as always. Great to chat with you and Thank you. thanks again for coming on.
1: Cool, man. Thank you so much and then uh, talk to you soon. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, that's it for this edition of
0: Bikes and Big Ideas. And again, if you're enjoying the show, then we'd really appreciate it if you take a quick minute to leave us a rating or review in Apple Podcasts. And of course, thanks to Johan for the conversation. Thanks to Taylor Ahern for producing this episode. And thanks to you for listening. From all of us at Blister, please take good care of yourself and everybody else. And we'll talk to you again real soon.